Amen. How's everybody doing today? We're going we're gonna to give time at the end. If you need a miracle in your life, if you need a breakthrough, we're going to have prayer at the end. So uh, be ready for that. It's going to be awesome. So uh, today we're starting a brand new series called Miracles. And what do pastors normally do when they say, hey, say a word? What are we going to say today? Hey, look at you. You're awesome. Uh, last Sunday was Easter Sunday. It was phenomenal. Today is going to be even better because we get to talk about miracles. Have you ever experienced a miracle? Do you know that miracles are still happening? Some people are like, oh, no, I don't know. That was kind of back in the Bible days. Back then. Listen, we're still in the Bible days. As of Acts 2, the church started, and guess what? We're part of the same church. So if it happened then, it can happen now. But then they see a man, and maybe they had seen him before, but guess what? A few days before this, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and so they're like, oh, we got to start paying attention here. Jesus said, we're going to do even greater works than him. We better start being more like Jesus and they see this man, and they stop and look at him. Did they go out like, okay, guys, today we're going to go out and try to heal a bunch of people? No, no, they were just going about their normal day. They were headed to the temple to pray. They were headed to Frostbite for some lunch. Right? They were headed to Publix for fried chicken. They were headed to the new barbecue place to get some barbecue. Come on, you got to go get some. I heard it's amazing. But guess what? On the way, they were open that they didn't have to rush to get to where they were going, that God was going to do something on the way. And I think a lot of times we're just so set on where we're going and what we're doing that we forget that we have the same power to raise Christ from the dead living in us. And he's calling us on the way to lay hands on people, to notice people, to see people where they are. Man, this, this gentleman who hadn't been able to walk, who knows how long. He, he said, they said they went there every day. How long has he been in this situation? Well, this day was obviously different, wasn't it? Verse, verse 2, we're going to look at this again. Now, a man who was lame from birth. Oh, lame from birth. Well, there's the answer. I should have read the text, right? was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going to the temple courts. Listen, this was his full-time job. He was unable to do other physical labor. This is how he got his food. This man dealt with this every single day of his life. He felt like there was no other option but to beg for money. Maybe you're in a situation right now that you feel like there's no other option but the natural option. Well, I got to go do this. 
I got to do this. Or there's someone in your area of influence that might be at the end of their rope that they have no other option. But guess what? We know that there's a, there's a second option, don't we? And the best option. And that option is God. And He can do miracles. He can do signs. He can do wonders. That's what they call miracles in the Bible. Signs and wonders. Why? Because they're different from a natural thing. That He can do something special. He was simply wanting His next meal... But God had other ideas for him, didn't he? And it took his followers, you're a follower, you're a disciple, to notice this man who was sitting there. You know, there's people in our community that need a miracle. There's people in our community that you see every day, you're like, well, I don't want to preach at them. I don't, want to, I don't want to pray for them because they might think, listen, Jesus wants to change their life, and he wants you to use you to do it. And you know what? I've noticed from the book of Esther, if he doesn't use you, he'll use somebody else. Amen. So why not it be you at the school, at work, on the way? Why not you be open? You're like, well, Pastor Landon, I don't know what to say. Well, we could probably just follow what Peter and John said. Hey, in the name of Jesus, walk. In the name of Jesus, be healed. We don't have to do a big special song and dance or a dramatic thing. In the name of Jesus, walk. What did Jesus do? He said, get up, pick up your mat, and that's it. I think a lot of times we, we overcomplicate it, don't we? We overcomplicate the whole thing, and Jesus is like, just, just go out there in my power and use my name. You're my ambassador. Walk. Everybody say two. Miracles only happen in Jesus' name. Miracles only happen in Jesus' name. Look at what it says in verse 6 again. Miracles only happen in Jesus' name. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. Listen, church, you have something to give. Is everybody tired today? You have something to give. Woo! Like, I don't want to give it. You have something to give. Look at what he says. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Listen, if you don't know what to say, just remember this. In the name of Jesus, be healed and people will be healed. In the name of Jesus, and fill in the blank. And Jesus will do it. 
the name of Jesus is powerful and has the power to do all kinds of miracles. Right? Jesus didn't have to say in the name of Jesus. He was there. He's like, hey, be healed. Walk. Get up. Pick up your mat. But now we are representatives. We just read that, that somehow we will do greater things than him, which is unbelievable to even imagine. But guess who we're doing it through and with and for? Him. So it's not like you're a rogue, you're on your own over here. I'm just going to do all these miracles, and then I'm going to do a telethon and tell people I'm going to sell them holy water on TV. And No. <laughs> now here's the important part. Peter had faith and had faith in the right person. And that person's name is Jesus. Peter had faith. The Bible says if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed. Have you ever seen these seeds? My mother-in-law is always talking about these. They're awesome. She has like a, a necklace with them in this little jar. It's a good reminder to remember, like if you have just this little bit of faith, look what can happen. And Peter had this faith. And I believe a lot of you have this faith today. The healing of this disabled and disadvantaged person was done by the power of Christ working through his followers. God can work through you to cause miracles. How do I know? I've seen it happen. A lot of you have seen miracles To do something in someone's name means that you are a representative of that person. So imagine President Joe Biden gets a new ambassador. He sends them to a, a country, wherever, maybe Canada. Guess what that ambassador is supposed to do? Represent the United States and what the United States is for and the, what the United States believes. Now, they may go rogue. Who knows? Right? Right? But that's what they're supposed to do. They represent America. How much more so, church, are we representatives of Christ? And wherever we go, he goes with us. And whatever we do is for him. And the miracles that happen are glorify, glorifying him. That was like a golf clap. But guess what, church? You can... Walk in full authority in the name of Jesus. We talked last week about nicknames, right? Anybody have a really good nickname? Some of you have good nicknames. Someone gave you that name. You know that Jesus, the day you, were, you followed him, you were given a name. You are a son and daughter of the king. Whatever he has is yours. Whatever he wants to give, he can give through you. You have the power and authority in you to cause miracles. What? Why are we not more excited about this?
He gave you a stamp. You are a representative of me. You can take my name and use my name in the full power and authority of Jesus' name. Look what it says in John 14 again. Look, and I will do whatever you ask in what? My name. So the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Listen, can we pause for a second? Some people use this scripture to make it sound like God will do anything. God is not going to do anything outside of God's character. Why does he keep saying, in my name? Well, it has to represent, just like this ambassador that goes to another country has to represent America. If you're doing something in Christ's name, it has to represent what he believes, what he represents, what he's calling you to and not from, right? You are representative. You're like, well, I can just do anything. Lord, I pray for my Lamborghini to arrive tomorrow. Where is that in the Bible? Lord, I pray for my new jet and my followers to... No. That doesn't sound like the gospel I've read about a humble Savior that went to the cross, who died a sinner's death, who wasn't sin but took on sin for you and me and was put in a tomb, and three days later he rose from the grave. That doesn't sound like him. Will he heal? Yes. Will he bring breakthrough in someone's life? Yes. Will he change the world because of your faith? Yes. Will you have the nicest house in Polk County? Probably not because I've seen some of them, and I, I don't make that much money. <laughs> but does that part matter as much as what God wants to do and glorify himself through you and through the miracles that he wants to do? Some people are like, I'll just pray anything, because I've got the name of Jesus as like this magical thing. We can't just take two verses, and then that's it. When we pray in Jesus' name, we are taking on his character, his authority, and what he's for, and what he's not for. Jesus isn't for everything. We live in a world where it's like we offend people because we don't agree with them. That's okay. We can disagree with you or whoever it is, and still love you, right? In church, we should do that. Don't, don't disagree with someone and make it seem like Christians hate them. You're, now you're giving Christ a bad name. We love everybody. But it doesn't mean we, we agree with everybody. There's two different things. And the one thing I may disagree with, is people saying, well, I don't pray in, with Jesus' will in mind. That's the only thing we can pray with in mind, is God's will. Amen? The key word is 
in my name. One, what you pray needs to reflect Jesus in his character and be consistent with his desires and purpose. Two, our prayers should reveal a sincere desire to honor Jesus and not elevate ourselves. Three, our prayers should incorporate God's will. Why? You're like, Pastor Land, this just sounds like something you're making up. No, I got it from the Bible. Do you want to see where it is? Remember when the disciples were like, Jesus, please teach us how to pray. We don't know what's going on here. You remember that? Because some of us, we're still in the same boat. We're like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. Jesus made it very simple for us to pray. My family and I pray this every night before we go to bed together because we think it's important. And don't make this prayer a religious thing. Make it a relationship thing with Jesus. But look at this. It says here in Matthew 6, he teaches his disciples, which are us as well, how to pray. He says, then, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. And this is very similar to the New King James. Hallowed be your name. There's the name again. Your, your kingdom come. Your be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, like sin, right? As we also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Why do we pray in God's will? Because Jesus told us to. And guess what God's will is? Miracles, signs, wonders, healing, breakthrough. All of those are God's will. Why? Because we see Jesus display it all throughout the Gospels. Listen, Christ wants us to be more like him. Now, church, you're wondering, like, well, Pastor Landon, I have never seen someone's eyes opened, a blind person. I think it's time we start seeing those things. Is it because we're not taking the time on the way? Our faith needs to take place. They, our, our faith needs to take place of our own will, right? Because we all have our own will, don't we? God gave you a will. He gave you emotions, right? I've seen some of you at the, at the track or the football field. I've seen your emotions. I've seen you on Facebook. I read some of your posts. Be careful. Got to pray for your president. God's will needs to take the place of our desires. A lot of times we're like, well, I'm just going to pray this desire because I think this is what it should be. You know that God's overall, and he has a long-term goal and plan. He has something that he wants to do. And we may not quite understand. You're like, well, why didn't that person get healed? I don't know. But it's not because, because people, some people are like, well, that person didn't get healed because they didn't have enough faith, or that person didn't get healed because they did something wrong. That person didn't get healed 
because they listen to country music. I'm, I'm serious. I've heard all of these ones. That person just didn't get healed. And what if we're okay with that? And then we just say, pray again, Lord, please heal this person. And guess what? He could do it this time. I don't know all the answers to that part. Is that okay? But I know who has those answers. We may desire one thing, but he desires something maybe different than ours. Because I'm not going to pray in Landon's name. I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. I'm not going to pray in someone else's name. I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. Because he's the only one that conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen? Remember, we, remember we, spoke, we spoke on Palm Sunday about, about how they used to have to deal with sin. Every year they'd bring their sacrifice, kill the sacrifice, the blood would take care of it for a while, and then they'd have to do it again, and then again, and then again. And then Jesus showed up. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world once for all. So I'm not going to pray in Landon's name. I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. Is it okay I get off the notes today? Is that all right? All right. Number three. Everybody say three. three. Miracles are meant to point others to Jesus. Look at the last part of this story here. And you can read Acts when you go home. Read all of it. It's amazing, this story. Even if you just read from chapter 1 to 5 this week. Look at this. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Everybody say instantly. Instantly. Just like that. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Pause there for a second. Everybody knows this guy, right? This is Joe that sits by the, the, uh, the gate beautiful every day begging for money. And he cannot walk. He's never walked yet. And then they all turn around and be like, is that Joe? Wait a second, that, that can't be Joe. And he's doing like a Pentecostal dance. A white Pentecostal dance, so it's not on the beat. He's just like. <laughs> My wife's going to love that. And he's walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as, the, as Joe. <laughs> as the same man who used to, everybody say used to, he used to sit there. He doesn't sit there anymore. You used to be this way. You're not that way anymore. He used to be sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. 
Why were they filled at wonder and amazement? Because God did a miracle through his disciples. Church, the world needs to see more disciples like Peter who on the way say, you know what? Can I pray for you today? I heard you're having a hard time in your marriage. Can I pray for you today? Because I believe God's going to do a miracle. Can I pray for your foot? I believe that God is going to do a miracle in your life. And guess what? He will. And he'll be glorified because of it. All right, I'm going to get I'm going to get close to closing here. Jesus after his death and resurrection, he gets with the disciples and he tells them this. And I love this. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, look, look at this. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. Sorry. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Amen? Now, that I see this verse 18, and some people, I've seen churches that literally bring snakes in. That's weird. We're not going to go drink poison and pick up snakes just because it, like, that's, that's out there, Okay. But guess what? Look at what it says. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Church, you are a disciple. When you place your hands on sick people, they will get well. All right, last one. And this is going to be a really quick one, and we're going to close. Miracle Number four, miracles happen when we're with Jesus. Miracles happen when we're, when we're with Jesus. Now, obviously, we're going to have more weeks of miracles, so I didn't, I didn't even put a drop in the bucket yet. This is just a little bit of an appetizer. Miracles happen when we're with Jesus. Look, a chapter later, like Peter preaches this incredible message. People see these signs and wonders. And then look what is said about them. I'm just going to share one verse. Acts 4.13, next chapter. Look, it says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, they did not have their bachelor's. They didn't even have an AA. They didn't dual enroll. They were ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note 
that these men had been with who? Church, it's time that we get with Jesus. Amen. This should be a daily, hourly, a minute-by-minute relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Because you don't need to be schooled. You can be an ordinary person, the difference maker. I'm not saying don't get educated. Kids, go to school, okay? I'm not saying that. The goal is that when you're with Jesus, everything changes. Amen? So as we, uh, whatever the third third song we did or second song we did, I would just invite you to stand for a minute. And if you need a miracle in your life, would you come forward? We'd love to pray for you. I believe people are going to come and be healed today. People are going to come and see breakthrough in their life. Maybe you want to come up and just stand in place for someone who isn't here. You're like, oh, my, my family needs a healing. My family needs some change. My family needs this breakthrough. I believe all things are possible. I believe that God's going to heal you. Yep, bring, uh, spread out a little bit. Come on up. And we're going to come and pray for you.